Sten Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the How to Be an Elite Advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. I'll talk to you soon. Andy, you're turning 100. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You don't look a day over 70. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I am proud of turning 100. We are turning 100 today. This is our 100th episode. And we, in true nature fashion of EAN, don't want to do the average 100th episode where you just celebrate yourself. Uh, we want to talk about you, the viewer, you, the listener. Uh, we want to give some really practical advice on um, on what you can do with helpful media, with helpful content. And we want to guide you towards not being the average advisor, how to become elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do that in our one-hour episode. I also have a surprise for you at the end. I have a gift from some of our listeners that I want to share with you. Nice. Um, and so we'll do that at the end. So um, with the average advisor, the average um, path, um, what do you feel like that looks like when it comes to inside the industry of where advisors get information and what they do with that? We are in a great place to have a, a new perspective that I didn't have when I was a young advisor. All I knew was my practice and the occasional conference I'd go to where people would share some random ideas. Yeah. Now with this podcast, with our coaching, we get the opportunity to look under the hood of hundreds of practices. And so I love the fact that we get to convey that because most advisors still, you're in your own world. You're in your world with your family, busy life, and in your practice. And occasionally you get some type of outside influence that may improve your practice, help, help you pause and question what you're doing so you can get better as an advisor and a business owner. But, but I find that still most advisors, when we, we interact with them, they're one, not consuming enough information. Because our natural pull is going to be like, let's just keep it the way it is until it's so bad that we have to change. Mm-hmm. And that if anything questions the way we're doing it, we get more defensive than, no, you're probably right. There's probably a better way than I've been doing it. And so what I love about us is that we have a bent towards action. And so most advisors are, the average path is the occasional conference, um, maybe a, a group call in the firm you're with, and quickly they go back to the way they've been doing it. Mm-hmm. So the the issue being that, and I, I would also say, and, and this is why I'm really grateful for the companies that reach out to us, and they say, listen, you know, we know you have no official affiliation with our company, but we want to bring you in. Yeah. Because I think the maturity of saying, hey, not all great ideas are inside, you know, have the same email address as we do at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But there is an insul- insular sort of attitude that some, you know, I see it at churches, I see it at businesses. It's like, no, only good ideas can happen from inside our building. Mm. And so I do think that there's a maturity to saying, you know, one of my greatest mentors, he would read books that really challenge his thinking. And he did that because he's like, I, if if I'm right, then it'll stand true. But if I'm wrong, then I'll know because I'm challenging my thinking. Yeah, and, and the sooner you figure that out, the better. Yeah. And I know in my story, I had to be proven, it had to be proven to me that taking a new information would put me in a better place. 
because my natural tendency is, a, you know, a young athlete was, I wasn't very coachable. As a young business owner, it was, hey, I got this figured out. Um, what I didn't have, unfortunately, was not, when I got into the businesses, most environments I ended up in were pretty rigid. Mm. And when, what I was hoping for was some type of influence that would say, hey, I see what you're doing and it's, that's, that's good, but you know there's something better. Most of the environments I found myself in, and this is true of some larger firms, is that it's they, they kind of quench good ideas. It's just like you know, know that it, no, just keep doing what you're doing because the numbers are fine. And so I, th- I think there's part of our industry that does not promote um, critical thought or questioning the norm. Yeah. But as business owners, like we have to live in that space. And so if if what you see yourself as is an advisor salesperson, you you will probably stay on that path of. How do I just sell more of the same stuff? How do I just make the thing I'm doing now bigger versus, you know, the 10X, 2X books? It's like, I'm going to start, I'm going to continuously rethink the way I'm doing something because there's probably a better way. What if I can accomplish the same outcome with less effort? Yeah. Shouldn't we all be open to that? And unfortunately, I find a lot of times it's like, no, I want to just do more effort to get more of the same thing. And as a young advisor, if anybody questioned that, it immediately triggered you're calling to question my life's work. Mm. Even as a 24-year-old, wasn't a lot. But I, I was not open-handed as much to say, hey, I have great ideas and they will live if they're truly great. But even if I end up with none of those ideas, but better ones take their place, it took me a while to get excited about that through repetition of saying, okay, I took on a little idea. Wow, that was actually better. Hey, my business grew. Hey, that person's 10 years ahead of me. They've probably lived out things I'm about to. Yeah. But I think of myself as a pretty hard test case just with my personal story. So as we coach advisors, you know, we deal with that with most of us. So, so as you listen, there's probably some part of you that would be defensive to new information. But why I love doing this podcast is we get to meet more and more advisors that are way more open than I was. Yeah. So beyond just consuming or not consuming enough or only, you know, consuming internal things, again, shout out to the companies that say, hey, like, come help us. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there is something really mature I mean, and I talked about this in a long time ago. I talked about this in an earlier podcast episode, but the foundation of every recovery program, which is just a plan to improve yourself, that's all they are, right? No shame in them. The first one is to say, I have a problem or I have a deficiency. I need to fix it. And you'll never get better unless you're willing to humble yourself and say like, I know I can do better. And then you start doing the work. And so I love the the first thing that we want to encourage you with through this celebration of getting to 100, which we wouldn't do if we didn't have a bunch of listeners and a bunch of people who are encouraging us along the way and sending in questions, um, is make sure you are in a habit of consuming people that are not just do the same thing you're doing, but continually making you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in a way that makes you a better advisor, right? I mean, yeah, someone can just make you uncomfortable and not make you better. That's called a bully, (laughs) right? You know, uh, but but yes, put yourself in a place and put yourself around people that say, I, I'm going to be uncomfortable sometimes mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, that's my ideal friendships, relationships, church, mm-hmm. book I read. Like, I don't want to read a book. I agree with absolutely everything in it. And I'm like, well, okay, I learned nothing. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is that? That's a confirmation bias where yeah. we end up just looking for things that make us feel good. Yeah. Did I ever have you listen to or share with you the wear sunscreen video? I don't think so. I think I might have remembered it. All right. It was a commencement speech. And on YouTube now that some people put it to music, but it's this guy just dropping wisdom bombs. Like oh, it's nice. just one after another. And you're just like, oh, this is great. Like probably start your day with it. It's 
But in there, he says that some of the most interesting people he knows didn't know what they wanted to be at 35. And the most interesting people he knows still didn't at 45. Wow. And I think as I think about the advisors I've met, the most successful ones are the most curious. Yeah. Like they, they've understood in that, you know, that circle exercise we do with a lot of advisors that the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. And the more humble you become. Yeah. And I've been in some rooms with advisors where I think I'm, I'm doing some good stuff. And I find out later from somebody else, their business is five times mine. And they're sitting there just chatting with people. Yeah. Like there was, there's a humility that comes with it. And they're open to anything. Uh, they're open to new ideas. They're trying to delegate to their team. The last thing they are is like the bottleneck controlling mean business owner. Yeah. And so I think for me, what I've learned is like, okay, how do I become more of that? What, what are the, what's the path they've taken? They consume a lot of information. They're, they're open to feedback all the time. And, and I think that's the posture. How do, how do we get into that space? Yeah. That we know our business can't look like what it does today in order to be what we all would say we want to be. Yeah. Yet there's this, this barrier in most of us that is not fully open to the new information. And even if we take it in, we're resistant to take action. So let's take the next step. Again, the average, I, my, my concern with the first piece of advice is if people stop listening, they would, this would be bad. <laughs> so please keep listening. Because the next one is if you just consume, then it is not, not unlike food where you just consume, but you don't move, you don't take action. That, that's problematic. Yeah. So you have to, the purpose of consumption is to say, okay, here's where I'm going to, here's how I'm going to now take action. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that you have seen with advisors? And it's not just true in the advisor world, but it's true of all times that, that you, t- you get advice, you get new ideas. Mm-hmm. What, what are the things, the timeline, the investment, who succeeds when they take action after consuming? What are their characteristics? I think if you're listening to this episode, you already have something in you that is open to new ideas. Yeah. Like you're, you're curious. Yeah. And so as we talk to the folks listening today, you're already ahead of those that are adamantly defending their little bubble. Yeah. And not wanting anything else to come into it. Yeah. That annoys you as much as it annoys us. That's like right. People like, yeah, you get it. You're like, yeah, okay, get it. You're, there's nothing wrong with your business. Sure. And so you, you're open to new ideas the the fear or the I think the risk um, is an advisor and I was here before that that going to the the conference check the box that listening to the podcast satisfied me enough yeah um, I went to the gym and did a little bit so I'm good going was great but you you still are far away from what the potential benefits could be from maximizing that experience yeah. And so I know for me, when I used to be more of a box activity checking and my results were never great and I had to shift into being much more critical about what was my activity Mm. and I was only going to spend time on the activity that would lead to some type of beneficial result. And so I would say if you're listening to 10 podcasts, make it two. If you're going to 15 conferences, make it two. What we all want, and we talk to advisors, is they want a healthy business. A lot of them want a team so they can just focus on the things they do best and they want to serve their clients really well. What you know today is not enough to get you to what most advisors tell us they want. Right. So consuming the information can be a crutch. I think where we want to help people realize is that if there's no action or results, 
to what degree is the consumption a distraction? Yeah. It feels like it's the work. Like I, I was listening to a podcast this weekend driving <laughs> and I got to where I was listening to the same section long enough that I was like, All right, I got to focus on driving because I kept hitting back. There's a back 30 on the Apple CarPlay. You can yeah. hit back 30. And I just kept, I was like, man, because I was like, that idea was so big that I was like, all right, I got to chew on this. And then I was like, man, there's more to that. Like, and I listened to it again and again, and then I paused it and I just like thought for a while and then I went back and listened. I probably listened to it five, six, seven times. Yep. Just like, I was like, man, I really need to sit with that because I wanted to act on it. Mm. I, was, I wasn't like, oh, that's cool. I want to go and wait a minute. That, that's a direction changer. That's not one a good thing, to know. One thing I feel, though, is when I'm reading, listening to podcasts, it does put me in a state of openness to new things. Yeah. But not everything I consume is impactful enough to create action. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I think there is something about the habit of, of surrounding yourself with new information. But what we're not saying is if you're not taking action on everything you hear, then you're missing. Oh, no. Like you, yeah, that would... Like I, so this podcast episode was two hours, <laughs> but there's probably... There's probably three or four like two minute sections that I was like, man, mind blown. Like I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm doing that to like it's when you listen to it and the next person you talk to, you're like, man, did you? I gotta tell you this, right and then right. you do it like yeah. the next day. Nice. You know what I mean? So that that's that is where you will find success. That is where you will start to test it because you go, that's a great idea. Great, test it, hmm. right? So I think that rejecting average is to say I'm not going to. Um, say I'm going to do it. I'm not going to make just take notes, and that's where it lives in the margins of whatever. Yep. But I'm going to go to the team meeting and say, "Listen, we're going to try this." Mm-hmm. And I think as as early and and that you're okay with the first version of that, yep. then be okay with the first version of that. And if you're on a team, this is from firsthand experience. Make sure you set the table with them that hey, we're going to iterate stuff, but not every idea needs to be um, in stone, and everybody needs to stop what they're doing and work on it. We went through a season at Legacy to where Sten, you know, visionary sharing just random ideas, is the team would grab them and run with them. And I, and I eventually caught on to that, and I was like, I just need a place for all of us to kind of talk out loud. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's quite to the point where we need to run with it yet. And so make sure, and maybe this is something you don't do with every part of your team in the room. Maybe it's just with the leadership on your team or your one kind of key player that you say, hey, let me flesh this thing out. Let's put it on a maybe board or like an idea board. And if there's 10 there, maybe one makes it off because there there needs to be action at the end of the day. Yeah. And I know in our community, part of taking action is if you feel like you can just do it on your own, there's study after study that like willpower only lasts so long. Yeah. And so I know even for me, and I think I'm a fairly disciplined, self-determined person, is that I had to outsource some level of accountability. That could be with somebody on my team. It could be a friend. But there was a cool study we ran across recently that says that you will have a 95% better outcome, 95% increased chance of accomplishing what you want if you outsource your accountability to a third party. Yeah. And I know with our coaching program, for those advisors that are like, okay, I'm, I'm tired of kind of staying stuck or getting organic growth. I want somebody to challenge me once a month. I want a scorecard to look at my business. Like I truly want to not 2X, I want a 10X. Right. Their results are much different when somebody's like, you said you were going to do this. Why didn't you do it? Yeah. Hey, what's your plan to get that done? And so we all need that in our lives as business owners. And that helps take us from consumption of information to action is somebody pressing in on it. You know, there's so many different connections to that of the people that I know that 
you know, I was thinking about someone recently was telling me that, you know, they're, they eat well, they exercise, you know, they have a positive attitude about life. They take care of their spiritual life and all these good things. And they were like, hey, I'm going to go to this place. And they run these tests on you for like three days. And they give you this like unbelievable thorough. And my thought was like, isn't it fascinating that those who are really at the peak in so many different ways go more, they say, I want even more coaching. Mm. Like, it's not like, like, like the fact that professional athletes work with not just their head coach, but in the summer, they're going to go work with other coaches. Yeah. You know, like, I always find it so fascinating that they'll like coat, they'll like mic up these coaches and these, these are professional athletes and they'll not in a mean way, but they'll like make this person look like they've never played the sport before because they're teaching them things. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you're being sloppy with your wrist. You got to get your wrist down. Or it's like, yeah. this person gets paid $40 million <laughs> a year to do what you're telling them to do. Yeah. But you could still, but my point is, and the athlete is grateful. Yeah. Like, Oh coach, thank you for that. Like there's, yeah. there's all, and I think that's mm. how do you want to be great? It's it's work on getting better mm. and then go, and now I know there's more. It just, the tweaks become smaller. Yeah, as you say that, I think through all the advisors I've coached, worked alongside, and there is a correlation between the best have coaches. Yeah. The best are part of masterminds. They invest money in themselves and the struggling ones, I, I can't think of any of them that were action-minded, outsourcing accountability. And so I would say in my experience, there's a direct correlation to those. They're mm-hmm. like the best don't, haven't arrived. They've unlocked something and they do more of it. While the, the ones that are struggling and aren't going to make it are resistant to that. Yeah. And I, and I would say too, this like vet, vet your coaching. Like, you know, we thankfully get to talk to people about coaching and coach them. And we get to hear about their frustrations. Like I thought I was going to get to be able to ask a human being a question. And I figured out I was just dumped into this big abyss of, you know, automated stuff. And like, just know what you're getting when you become part of something. Yeah, I'm curious, whenever I spend money on coaching or really outsourcing anything in our business, what is the outcome necessary to at least 2X my investment in this thing? Yeah. Uh, Because I only have so much time, so much money to put towards stuff. I know I need to invest in something, but yeah, how do you become more discerning about that? And if you can, I know with, with some of our events, advisors come in there like, if I sell one financial plan in the next 12 months, I just paid for this. Yeah. And most of ours are doing 10 plus within six months. Sure. And so we get excited about that event because it's like, we're not talking about doubling your money. We're like 10X, some yeah. of 50X in six months. Yeah. And so as you look at conferences, coaching events, private coaching, what would be required? What change would have to happen in my life from a prospecting standpoint? even a business business efficiency standpoint, yeah. for me to look back and say that was one of the best investments I made, that's the scenario I play out. It does require you to be fully invested though. I've yeah. paid for things before that I just didn't put in yeah. what was necessary to get out. But also, you know, the feedback we get from people, it's like good coaches that have been there, done that, help people get success. The chances you will look back in 12 months and say, I wish I was what I was before is, is I would argue zero. And if you can't get a straight answer out of like what success looks like or what do you, what do you think is going to happen to me? If they're like, oh, you'll just, you become a better person, a yeah. better business owner. Like, no, like what does that actually look like? Because I love, you know, we just had 30 advisors here, you know, a couple weeks ago. And it's, I love saying, I do not expect you to double your money hmm. or triple your money or quadruple your money in the next six months. I mean, this, this should be a 10x investment for you. That's right. And we say that at the opening. Yeah. Right. And then by the end we go, do you agree? And they're like, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It becomes a challenge. Like, of course we will. Yeah. 
So I want to talk about what we're going to be changing about the show. Sure. Um, and uh, this is Stan's last show. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no. uh, you'll hear from less from me, actually. Uh, that's p- part of it, is that Stan is going to be creating more sort of solo episodes, just advisor to advisor. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that people know that you're the advisor and that you have a, a strong enough and clear enough voice that sometimes I don't need to be there and you can just speak directly to advisors about very advisor things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I and, and frankly, I just think from a listener perspective, it's nice to mix it up and just go, oh, this is a different kind of episode than this and this. And so mm-hmm. um, so you have some just end solo episodes, which I think is, is awesome. We are actively um, adding guests to our schedule. Um, and some of those are outside of the finance industry and others are people that we know that have, are, are taking uh, the things that we talk about and implementing them. And I just think it's always healthy to hear about um, other people like you who are listening and go, oh, well, what that guy did in Topeka, Kansas, if they can do it in Topeka, then I can do it in <laughs> Cleveland. If I can do it in Cleveland, then I can do it in Sarasota. And you know what I mean? Like yep. there's just something great about hearing from other advisors uh, in a concise way. And so we're going to do that as well um, because we want to we want to be as practical as we can and, and encourage you that you can take these things and implement them. Yep. I think we have some videos to share. Yes. Yeah, so I, um, I prepped you with them. You haven't seen them yet, but we solicited <laughs> some. Um, so we, again, we don't want it to be just yay raw guys, but also I wanted to know like where are people listening from, watching from, and um, and then what what have you done with what we've taught? Because honestly, like I'm just not that inspired by accolades. Like, thanks guys. Like, I appreciate that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a big big words of affirmation, but I want to know what you've done. Yeah. And we have advisors who have listened, watched the show, put it into place, and it's blessed them, their clients, and that blesses us because ultimately we want you to take action. Yeah, we have, uh, we're have we 100 episodes in, and we have yet to have somebody say, um, I took your advice and nothing changed, which we are thankful for and, and energizes us to keep doing it. Um, and we know there's great content sources out there that we compliment, you know, maybe sometimes we disagree with, and, and all that is good. Um, so keep listening. We're thankful for you and your support, and we will keep leveling up our content. All right. So here is four. These are like about a minute long each. Hey, Stan, Eric out in California here. Just wanted to say I absolutely love the show. I've been listening to it since the start. Um, I like to listen when I'm getting ready for the day on Friday mornings. Um, I look forward to every Thursday night when knowing the next episode's coming out that morning. Um, and I just wanted to share, say, um, you know, viewing myself as, yes, an advisor, but also like a consultant to my clients, that alone has helped me, has opened so many doors with clients that I never would have had before. Um, just being able to charge for my, my advice and, and serve clients in a, a deeper way than, um, than what I thought was possible when I entered the industry. So thank you, Sten. Appreciate you. Hey, Sten. This is J.W. Burt from Franklin, Tennessee. And I listen to the podcast every Friday morning when I walk my dog Abe here. He likes the longer episodes, by the way. Something I've learned from watching your podcast is to use the whiteboard in every single strategy meeting. And that has helped give me the confidence to charge more for my advice as I've grown in my four-year career as an advisor. Thanks for all you do. Congratulations on 100 episodes. 
Hey, Stan, Leif Erickson here uh, from Forest Lake, Minnesota. I just want to thank you so much for putting together the podcast that you have and all the training. I listen to your podcast every week as just part of my regular professional development, and it has meant so much to me. It's given me the confidence to get up on the whiteboard and describe concepts to clients that they can understand. Um, it's just allowed me to uh, bring on larger clients than I ever expected this year. And uh, so just really grateful for what you're doing. Thanks so much. Sten Morgan, congratulations on getting to 100 podcasts. Great accomplishment. You know what else is a great accomplishment? All that you've done in the EA community. Because quite frankly, I don't think even a grizzly old vet like myself would be where we are without the training that you guys have come up with. So congrats on the podcast. It, uh, it's pure gold. Keep it up. And uh, we'll see you at the next event. All right. Sen, you're great at a lot of things. I think you struggle with compliments, which is interesting because you bless a lot of people. Um, Thanks. So yeah, that was a little uncomfortable, but uh, <laughs> it's also, yeah, it, I'm thankful for it. People have, have done it in my life, have shared content and spent time and energy doing that. I know every time I read a book, I'm like, this was probably a two years of someone's life yeah. that I have now you know, been blessed with. So uh, it's cool that we get to be a little part of that and that we hear that our content, you know, and, and all the content that could be out there stands out yeah. as unique. I mean, that's a big credit to you as you oh, create a lot of that. our content. Um, but yeah, we're gonna keep doing it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stan. Thank you for listening. And I want to end with this, which is that um, we can come up with ideas and we'll continue to do that. Um, we really, really love it when people come with questions, come with challenge, like try to stump us, if you will. And I don't think they're trying to stump us as much as like, we just love it when people send in questions. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten an email and I went, oh, so thankful for this email from someone who's, you know, wants to take it to the next level or is just stuck or desperate or go, you know, I'm, 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 I've had so much success, but I'm, I want more that I go, man, this is going to be a great podcast episode. So that's why I would just ask the way you could thank us for hundred episodes is help us with the next 100 by sending us feedback. So that link will be in the show notes. Uh, and we appreciate you listening, watching, reviewing, um, and send here's to a hundred more, hundred more. Thanks, bud.